You're listening to Tech Talk Central. This is George Vulgaris. Um, I'm very happy to be here today with Enrico Mercadante, uh, who's the cloud leader and technical operations leader for Cisco in Southern Europe. Um, Hi, Enrico. George. Hi, George. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thanks for having me here. It's great to have you here indeed. And so, uh, Enrico, uh, we, as we said before the interview, uh, maybe we need to start our discussion by, I wouldn't say setting the record straight, but giving some context for our audience, which is not as educated as many tech people about. So what cloud is before we move on to any other talk? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's obviously the one million dollar question, obviously, <laughs> because everybody has a definition of cloud. Uh, but I would say uh, let's first focus on the context. So here mm-hmm. we are in a B2B context mainly. So uh, enterprises, companies wanting to use and consume IT. Mm-hmm. So cloud is really about IT as a service, consuming a flexible and agile uh, IT solution as a service through the network because the network will play an important role and obviously with uh, a um, high scalability and possibility to scale up and down and to pay only for what you consume. This is mm-hmm. what people in term, business terms refer to as cloud and when, when they want to have cloud they really want to have this flexibility, this agility. Uh, so, so I would say this is also our definition because mm-hmm. it's the customer's definition. Mm-hmm. So I, if I if I try to to use a, a slightly different words to describe the same thing, is um, bringing the SaaS model, let's say the, the software as a service model, uh, into uh, enterprise uh, solutions that uh, may even be contained within a company. So your entire infrastructure is one compilation, perhaps, or a single SaaS service at the end, right? So SAS, software as a service, mm-hmm. is uh, an aspect of cloud mm-hmm. and uh, uh, is usually uh, an application that end user in the companies are consuming as a service. So with SAS, usually the end customer, the end user, uh, is the employee in the company, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we have likely some services that are focused at the IT manager, and usually we refer yes, to this as yeah. infrastructure as a mm-hmm. service, and mm-hmm. this is part of it, or at the application mm-hmm. developers, mm-hmm. which is the platform as a service, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and as you said, I can have it in my company, like the private cloud environment, uh, or I can consume it from an external provider, a mm-hmm. complete public cloud, or maybe a secure instance inside inside a shared instance which is a virtual private cloud right so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's mm-hmm. the idea and the, the storage and then the all, all the other components outside the, the the software and the application layer let's say uh, beyond that yeah um so uh, i mean at the moment if i don't have my own cloud then i would probably use as a company one of the providers say amazon or google any any of the big uh, uh, cloud providers um what are some of the issues that I have to face uh right now if I have a large solution that spans perhaps more than one providers or if I want mm-hmm. to move between providers so uh, if you don't have your own cloud and as a company you need this kind of flexibility obviously you can go on the market and see uh, what's mm-hmm. available right 
Uh, and of course, uh, Amazon and Google are two important players of public cloud, massive scalable public cloud be- with very standardized services, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there are also alternatives to that, which are maybe uh, smaller providers or different providers, which focus more on providing a very peculiar enterprise-grade SLA mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and availability and characteristics, uh, and maybe be even more flexible than the big public cloud providers in uh, uh, providing this SLA. So if you have specific needs, because your workload has a specific needs, uh, you may want check also this other kind of what I call enterprise-grade mm-hmm. uh, cloud provider. Mm-hmm. And we are powering uh, a number of them. So there are a number, uh, around 100 uh, uh, Cisco cloud, uh, um, uh, Cisco power cloud providers, okay, mm-hmm. who uh, have developed the service with us and have our logo as a Cisco power provider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are working with this, uh, with this company to provide services to the enterprise. So where does uh, InterCloud stand in the landscape then? Okay. So uh, let's start uh, with uh, why InterCloud, no? We mm-hmm. have discussed, I would, mm, I would build myself a private cloud if I have a big enough company and if I have the need. I may use a virtual private or public cloud. But the reality, and, and here let me point you to an interesting piece of work that we released last week, uh, uh, which is the Cisco Global Cloud Index, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that is yearly updated and where we provide interesting statistics about the cloud usage uh, and, the, and the market of cloud. Uh, and there you can see very clearly that private cloud is massive uh, today in terms of percentage of traffic and percentage of workloads, cloud workloads that mm-hmm. still are in the private cloud. Okay. Will, uh, uh, there will be uh, more growth in the public cloud in the next four to five years, but still uh, uh, also in 2018, uh, we will have uh, roughly uh, 60% of the workload still in the private cloud. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the point here is, uh, uh, there is an element that I have to consider to make communicate the public cloud and the private cloud. And maybe I want to move workloads from one environment to the other. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I'm developing a certain application in the public cloud and yeah. I want to bring it back in the private cloud. So this concept, which is uh, known in the industry as hybrid cloud, uh, is very important to the customers. Okay, so our end customers, uh, at the end, uh, what they want uh, is uh, uh, all three kinds of things. So private, hybrid, and public. (laughs) So InterCloud uh, is addressing the concept of hybrid cloud because uh, uh, is really a, a federation and a collection of clouds, which are the private clouds of our customers, the partner clouds, the Cisco Power Partner Clouds that we have built with our providers, and Cisco Cloud and the public clouds that we were uh, saying before. So, and what we have developed is also a glue, uh, which is called InterCloud Fabric, that is a software that is able to move workloads among these clouds, really mm-hmm. giving reality to the concept of hybrid cloud. So the other uh, interesting attribute of the intercloud is not only workload mobility, 
but is obviously scale. Okay, so by federating all this number of clouds, uh, we'll be able to have uh, um, a global footprint. And by the way, all the uh, Cisco clouds, so the cloud in the Cisco data centers, uh, will be based on OpenStack. Mm-hmm. which will be so a global and open yeah. cloud, which is a quite interesting characteristics to have. Mm-hmm. So actually, one question I wanted to ask, although I'll, I'll check the report myself, but I was wondering, um, I was impressed by what you said about the, the percentage of private cloud mm-hmm. being still quite high. Yeah. So is it focused on specific verticals or is it... Uh, that's, that's an average. That's mm-hmm. an average horizontal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, in terms, uh, obviously, in terms of uh, applications, uh, I mean, many, many applications today are, are in, in private clouds mm-hmm. because maybe, uh, first of all, the data is inside the company. So it's difficult to move the application outside when I have yeah. the data inside and maybe I have some challenge to do it. So okay. Usually, traditionally, the customers, uh, the larger customer prefer to work in a private cloud environment and they are consolidating the data center and virtualizing and automatic, uh, automating the data center exactly mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. to, to do this. But then some new application, maybe they take already right from the public cloud. And, and if you think one of the first applications that is, is going out is, for instance, the collaboration application, because mm. with collaboration, you really want to work cross boundaries. You don't only work in your company, but you want to work with your partners, uh, with your customers, interact with them. So have it in, inside your four walls, uh, it poses some challenges of, uh, of accessibility. So mm-hmm. collaboration, mm-hmm. have it in mm-hmm. the cloud, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, this yeah. is uh, this is why we 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 see a lot of success there. Obviously, so just to draw some line and, and some context for our audience, so how difficult is it possible, or how difficult is it at the moment to implement a hybrid strategy without having uh, intercloud? If you have a private cloud solution and you want somehow in your solution to integrate a public, mm-hmm. what, what are the key challenges that you have in that case? So today. Uh, the the hybrid solution there there are not many hybrid solutions first mm-hmm. and usually the hybrid solution require that on the private and public side you have some coherent technology okay and maybe in some places you have to have the same vendor so and what we are doing with the intercloud fabric is for instance decoupling uh, uh, the need to have the same hypervisor left and right if you want and have yeah. uh, and work in a real multi hypervisor environment <coughs> So that, that, that's one, one of the challenge first. And, and secondly, I mean, there are, there are no many, no many offering today, mm-hmm. uh, but as are being developed both by um, private cloud vendors uh, that are low bursting in public cloud, both and by public cloud providers that want to, uh, uh, enter the space of the private cloud. And what we want to do again is, is to federate these clouds and provide this glue, uh, to move workloads back and forth. And uh, we want to be uh, uh, hypervisor independent, so independent of, of the technology they use to virtualize the, and run these workloads. Um, yeah, and that's that's basically the, the, the glue that we are having to, to do this intercloud. If you, I mean, we all know what is the internet, right? The internet is a collection of lo- local area networks mm-hmm. that were glued together with this internet, right? 
What we want to do with InterCloud uh, is what we did with Internet. So provide the technologies uh, and, and provide the uh, push to the industry to really have this big federation of clouds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, we have a very interesting question on Twitter, actually, uh, which says, and I quote, what public cloud providers have to say about that? Uh, are they okay to have... Cisco other cloud gatekeeper. Uh, it's not just Cisco. Just I, I'll begin yeah. by answering because we're talking about a consortium, not a consortium, but a partnership. It's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So um, I think the public cloud provider have a very uh, um, let's say peculiar business model. I mean, they work on scale, they work mm -hmm. on big standardization uh, and and volumes, right? Mm -hmm. And so. This is the way they are innovating and they are able to put innovation on the market and they are very successful in that. Uh, we don't want to be the gatekeeper. We want to uh, give the enterprises and the companies the possibility to move uh, workloads uh, independently uh, in, in this kind of intercloud, let's call it federation or, or, or big interconnection of clouds, right? So. Uh, it, it's not about control, it's more about freedom of movement of, uh, of workloads. Mm -hmm. Giving options that yeah. you don't have at the moment. Exactly. Right. So, uh, as, as we are uh, gearing towards the end of the day, I wanted to, make, to ask you more general trends-related question, right? Mm -hmm. So, we're talking about cloud, we're talking about bigger clouds, we're talking about interconnected clouds, and um, at the same, we have two... Uh, massive tidal waves, uh, one coming um, uh, from the, the, the wealth of devices, the wealth of, of uh, um, like um, uh, uh, hubs that create data with the internet of everything or internet of things or how you call it, sensors and devices everywhere generating mm -hmm. a, a lot yeah. of information. We have new yeah. modes, uh, not just more quantity of data. We have a uh, new type of data, new types of data. We have, um, uh, more importantly, if you want, new context generated because of all those different types of data and all those, uh, this volume of data. Um, at the same time, at, on the other hand, right, um, we have this shift towards app-centric um, uh, systems and going even as far as the uh, app-centric IT system, right? You have your entire IT um, configured, as we were talking earlier on with some of the uh, interviews, uh, uh, being automatically configured basing, based on the apps that you run, mm -hmm. okay? So we see a lot more intelligence being handled within the network mm -hmm. when you have like yeah. this this quantity, this context, and this kind of... Uh, of um, uh, uh, um, processing power needed and, and, and intelligence needed for uh, for apps uh, uh, in the back end. So, oh, and, and actually there is actually a third <laughs> trend that I forgot to mention. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like to mix things up uh, <laughs> in my questions because I think that uh, uh, some wiser people than me say that uh, innovation comes at the crossroads of different um, technologies and, and disciplines. So the, the third thread I'd like to pull in is the um, uh, change in um, network capacity, like network bandwidth and network speeds. Mm -hmm. So those three things are, I think they're changing 
everything. They're, they're changing the essence of internet as we know it at the moment, right? So, um, my, my question, I'm trying to form the question in my head right now while I'm pulling the threads. As I said, it's late in the day. Uh, so what challenges do you believe the, the, the cloud network of tomorrow will be solving if you take that all, all those things in consideration. So today we're talking about how we link together private and public clouds, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think will be the challenges of tomorrow or in five years from now? So now you pointed out a couple of uh, interesting trends. So uh, first of all, we opened Cisco Connect this morning saying that only 1% of the things are connected now. There is mm-hmm. 99% of the things that need to be connected and we'll be reaching 50 billion sure. uh, connected devices mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 2020, right? This is one of the statistics Then everybody has a personal statistic, but it will be a lot of connected things. So in terms of networking, pure networking, this poses a lot of challenges and interesting mm-hmm. evolution. So uh, there will be a lot of uh, uh, endpoints connected to the network generating traffic data. I mean, we will connect robots in the uh, manufacturing plan. We will connect fridges. We will connect uh, the jet engines, mm-hmm. right? And this is producing terabytes and terabytes and petabytes of data. So first of all, I need to handle this traffic flow that will uh, need to evolve the network definitely. And these things may be moving. So I need to dynamically adjust the network when these things are moving or maybe it may be very bursty and I need to adjust capacity of the network. So, mm-hmm. Or I need to deprioritize or prioritize traffic in a very dynamic way, right? So certainly in this aspect, uh, SDN and the new software-defined networking concept uh, is uh, will help a lot. Okay, so that's that's one technology trend that uh, will solve uh, one of these problems. The other point is what I will make, uh, how I will make sense of those uh, of all this information, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of this information make it maybe makes sense for the first 10 seconds and then is already old. Right. Or maybe some of this information I need to store and do some big data analytics in the back, uh, in the back end. Okay. So there is this concept of real time analytics. Okay. And real time analytics is about making sense of this data on the fly for some set of data. And, and then I discard it. Mm-hmm. And then other data, I will put it and do the big data analytics in the back end. Okay. And so I will need a big cloud for the big data analytics, and I will do and need another cloud at the edge of the network for real-time analytics. And this is what we called edge computing or fog mm-hmm. computing. Mm-hmm. So fog mm-hmm. is really when cloud comes to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is another technology aspect that we are working on to solve some real problem that we will see in the future. Very interesting. So speed, um, intelligence, more speed, more intelligence and a different level of, uh, um, uh, let's say, service for cloud for fast and slow kind of, okay, uh, not strictly speaking, but uh, I was just thinking of fast and slow thinking. <laughs> the, yeah, it's, re- it's really about real-time yeah. analytics yeah. Uh, and analytics on mm-hmm. data at rest. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, these are the two big families of analytics that we will see in the future. Mm-hmm. And, and this will be uh, one of the foundation of the IoT a new IoT world. 
Yeah. And uh, and I, I think uh, you, uh, I hope you will agree that uh, maybe the biggest um, uh, disruption in this whole story is that there are so many different new value generation points that are being created in this big mesh, this big mm-hmm. network. So uh, maybe the one million question, uh, the one million dollar question still remains, where will we see the next um, business models that will come out of those value points and who's going to be there first if there's going to be just one or there's going to be like many small players or one big one i guess so oh i would say uh, iot and now that we are going into mm-hmm. into the iot discussion is uh, um, a place where a completely new set of uh, a completely new ecosystem and a completely new set of company will be created uh, uh, obviously there are existing company that will uh, make it through this transition but uh, i mean we expect uh, a lot of innovation and a lot of new companies uh, uh, benefit of this mm-hmm. and uh, and it will be an industry movement it will not be a trend driven by one vendor i mean we have uh, already seen a lot of consortia being built around uh, uh, driving IoT standardization and IoT architecture. So one very last question. I know I'm over my my time limit, but um, uh, just because we touched the the topic of of innovation and uh, IoT, and Cisco is one of the first companies, I think at least big companies, that that went into the IoT and IOE like a game, right? Now... um, uh, Cisco is also well known about the aggressive acquisitions and the way it, it drives innovation and uh, the spin-ins and all those like concepts mm-hmm. of, of of creating disruptive innovation inside. And um, I was wondering, uh, is are there any initiatives by Cisco at the moment to support startups, for example, that might be working on things like IoT? So in the last IoT World Forum in Chicago, uh, it was last month, uh, we, uh, let's say, closed in the terms, uh, we, we gave the prize mm-hmm. for uh, uh, more than a couple of contests we ran for startups on IoT. Uh, it was around security, <laughs> it was around generic IoT applications. Uh, so uh, we, we are doing this, we are doing this. Plus, uh, we are... Um, helping all the developers to take advantage uh, um, of our APIs. Mm-hmm. So if you go to developers.cisco.com, uh, there is the DevNet zone really for developers uh, to take advantage and develop mm-hmm. uh, on, on our APIs. So we really are, uh, I mean, concentrated about innovating uh, uh, outside. And uh, as you said, I mean, we did probably close to 170 acquisition mm-hmm. in, our, in our history. So we have the DNA for doing this. Indeed. So um, this was Enrico Mercadante, uh, Cloud and Technical Operations Leader uh, for Cisco in Southern Europe. Enrico, it was a pleasure to have you here today with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is George Vulgaris for Tech Talks Central. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.